on page Reish Chafhei, Paragimel, in the small countries at the end of the Sefer, Das Once a person gets married, then it's no longer da only is Atzmacha. It can't only be to know oneself. All the Avodah that we've been learning about the entire Sefer, and really from the beginning, from the first Chedlik of all of the avoid is to be able to come to that nakuda within oneself. And to be oimed al-atzmacha, to understand oneself, and who I really am. If a person, even if a person is sensitive to that, and is working in that, and is clear to that, and clear in that area, It's not enough when it comes to when it comes to a relationship. So we continue in Paragimel. Ksiv Zesefer told us Adam says in the beginning of Torah. Zesefer told us Adam. This is the Sefer, the book of the generations of man. Told us Adam. Lamadnu. A person, we see from here that a person is like a Sefer. This Sefer told us Adam. And the Svarim say that a person is like a Sefer. Sefer Amarik, not an easy Sefer. A difficult, complicated Sefer. Each person, as simple as that person seems, every single person is a very, very deep, complicated Sefer. Ukeshem she Sefer Amok yesh lalamdai b'iyun gadol ba'amkus gadayla If a person takes into his hands a Sefer that's very deep, then obviously you have to learn it b'iyun. You have to learn it the Ian Godel, you have to work on it very, very hard. Ba'amkis Now, how many times we misunderstand each other, how many times we misunderstand ourselves, we didn't learn the safer properly. You could be married to somebody for 30, 40 years. And they even have an expression in the world that to know somebody like a book. That you don't understand that book. The book seemed to you to be very simple. You thought it was a simple book. It's not just a simple book. And how we misunderstand each other. To know a person like a book, like when we were kids, there was this funny show where the guy used to say, I know this place like the back of my hand, and then he would hesitate and say, could somebody please show me to the back of my hand? You know? So you know a person like a book. You'd never even started the first chapter. You read maybe the reviews the good reviews, the bad reviews, but to know the book of who a person is, that's Sefer told us Adam. It's a difficult Sefer, human being. And sometimes the people who seem to be the simplest are the hardest to read. To read a person, the oymik of a person. There are some people who are very, very great at that. Most people are not. And in a relationship, one has to learn how to read, the Sefer. Kein nefesh ha'odam, 
He amukam ha'ayd. The soul of a person is very complicated. In the very depths, in the depths of the mamakim of the mamakim, there's that one simple nakuda of anoichi Hashem lokechem. But upon that, there are layers and layers and layers. It's so complicated a person. You know that every time that you find that you're upset with somebody, you're angry with somebody, every time, 99% of the time, it means you didn't understand the person. So then you find out, no, I understand exactly what happened. You understand what happened, but you don't understand the person. So why did the person talk that way? Why did the person act that way? So first you read down the Kavzchus, there must be something like this and something like that. So the Maise, you try to be down the Kavzchus, but then you find out 1,000% that it was, it was the way you thought originally, and it wasn't nice, and, and, and you feel hurt and you feel insulted. Damas. How many people have you ever met in your life? I'm talking about me amcha basis so that are evil, sinister, or cruel. Misunderstandings. You didn't we didn't read the person correctly. You know how many times even Lalain I go to a shiva. It's a person I knew a little bit like, you know, you met here and there, and you go to the shiva, and then you sit by the shiva for 15, 20 minutes, and you hear some of the maizim by the shiva. And then you feel like yourself tearing, because I, I had no idea. I didn't know this person at all. The godless when I managed. I had no idea. Somebody, you know, sits someplace in the corner in shul, good Shabbos, good Shabbos, good Vah, you don't know. A person is a very difficult safer. That's why Bisal Salanta said that it's harder to it's harder to work on a meter to fix a meter than to really than to learn shas. It's harder. The safer told us Adam is harder than the Gemara. You have to be big lamdan in a human being. And to be a big lamdan in Kaichas and Nefesh. Within yourself, another person. If a person never learned about the nefesh, never learned about the neshama, never learned what a, what a Jew is, what a neshama is, so then you, you're not even able to get to the first chapter. It's nothing. And what you think it says is not what the person is saying. It's not what the person is, what it sounds to you. So many times you have parents that grow up, the children grow up in the parents' home and, and they don't know each other at all. Something later, maybe later on in the years, they begin to have a little bit of a, an understanding. How many times I've heard people that are already 40 years old, 50 years old, and then they tell me that now they realize that they could understand the parent, they could forgive their mother, they could forgive their father. For all those years they couldn't because they didn't understand. They didn't realize how much pain the father was in, how much pain the mother was in. They looked at the person and they looked at this safe in a very superficial way. It's a big sugya. One has to learn it in depth. 
This is this, of course, is regarding a person himself to understand oneself. If you're married, to understand the other one. Kolzman, as long as a person, A, doesn't really have a musag of himself, of who he really is, and B, doesn't have a musag of who the husband, the wife is, there's no question that his life in general, one's own life, not knowing oneself, one's own life, and one's married life is doomed to failure. Even though the person at 120 might go, might go out of this world, you know, snapping his fingers and happy and ready to meet his maker. But he discovers upon that encounter that his entire life was a failure. It was somebody else's life. Like another Jewish comedian who said, oh, I always remember these things. It's a, it's a <laughs> so it shows how, 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 you know, how much influence when you're a child. You but there was this, a yid, he's a yid, he's very, very off. So he, he was saying that he, that he was uh, on some sort of a teul, and he was taking a hike, and he was on a mountain, and he fell off the cliff. And he said, you know, the, you start seeing everything flash before your eyes. So he said he started, he saw everybody outside by the, you know, by the barbecue, and grandma, this and that, different things going on. The whole life flashes in front of your eyes. And he said he's gone halfway down the mountain, and he realized that that's not his life. They were playing him somebody else's life. And it wasn't even, he said, it wasn't even mine. It was, it was I'm such a low yitzlach that they didn't want to bore me by when I was dying, when I fell off the mountain, that they should play back my own life. They played someone else's life. That's how much of a low yitzlach I am. We're also low yitzlachs. Person, who we really are, what, what is it in Shemaim, who we are, and how do we think of ourselves here in this world, it could be a very, very, very big, it could be totally two different movies, two different shows. What the person himself thinks, and the emiss of who he is, could be two different shows. And on top of that, he doesn't know himself, and Mela, the way that he, the way that he understands and reads the book that's called his spouse or her spouse, is according to that reading of the mistaken self. It's altogether wrong, altogether wrong. Even though the two of them think that they have this, this you know, big deep relationship, and they're going to write some sort of a play about this after they die. It's also a different show, a different movie. It's not. Maybe they write a play, but not the one that you thought that you were in, not that one that you were in. Something else. Kol chayei ha'adam hinam chativa achas shlavoid atzmis im nafshim. All of one's life, ongoing avoid and ongoing project work to uncover the essence of oneself. Vim einam akira, 
And if you don't know who you are, Kate said, if you don't know your nefesh, if you don't understand the nefesh, then as we've been learning from the beginning, then how, you, how can you work with it? To what can this be compared? A person is trying to build a building. The only problem is he never saw a hammer. He doesn't know what a hammer looks like. He doesn't know what a saw looks like. He doesn't know what a tractor looks like. Since he doesn't know the clay hamalacha, the tools to build a building, and he doesn't know the different materials, he just says he wants to have a building. And he saw a picture, and he wants to have, and he wants to have this building. So he tells his, he tells his, his, uh, his family, his friends, that he's going to make the building. He saw in this picture, look what a nice picture this is in the magazine. And he buys a piece of, uh, uh, he buys an empty property, and he, and he goes to the hardware store, and he says to the guy, you know, I'm, I want to build a building today. He doesn't know what it is, what the Caleb are, what to do. Obviously, a person like that cannot build anything. Cain who are Adam Shainamakiris Nafsha. Cain who are Adam Shainamakiris Nafsha. So it is with a person who doesn't recognize his soul. We're not talking here just a nice, some nice Torah. This is not a Devat Torah. This is Tachlis. A person that doesn't know himself. That's why I, I really very, very much encourage everybody to read that. It's in English. It hasn't yet come out in Hebrew. I have the Hebrew, but it's going to be out soon in Yitzhak But the English came out before the Hebrew. We're not going to be doing it together after this. As I said, we're going to be talking about our own learning of Da as Am Yisrael. I want to go away a little bit from the inside and talk about Knesset Yisrael as a people. But, but it's important to follow this cipher, each and every one of those who have been learning Da as Atzimcha, to continue on and to learn Da es Nafshecha in English, it's in all the Salaam stores. Da es, es Nafshecha, know your soul. Because it's Chelik days of all that we've been learn, learning. It's talking about the Kaychas and Nefesh. Going through the Kaychas and Nefesh, the ten spheres. The ten spheres also. Doimem, Sameach, Chai, Nadaber, Eish, Mayim, Ruach, Offer, what the soul is. It's very, very important. So you can't you can't you can't build yourself into something if you don't if you don't know what the what the materials are the instruments. Again, you could build a nice life and you have a nice you have a home and you got two cars and you got a backyard and the, and everything looks nice and you get along, but a binyan, but that it should be a binyan chayim amiti. That at 120, that the person built the life that he was created to build, a true life, the Emes. Al Haskama Vakama, Kashaboha Adam Bevis A lot of this, a lot of this must take place, needs to take place, the Chatfila, before you marry. But you know how it is with a, with a Bacher and a uh, Bachura. 
the way that it is for the with the way that it is with people before they're married, their friends make very, very few demands of a person the Amis. And if you don't like this friend, he starts to make certain demands like, Why are you talking to me that way? Something very demanding like that. Or I don't understand you. Why are you why are you being this way? So then you drop that friend and you go to somebody else that's not so demanding, doesn't have such great expectations. That you should have to explain why you do something or why you're thinking something. Friends are mostly nowadays to have fun, and to schmooze and to hang around, schmooze with and to hang out with and so on, and to have a couple of deep discussions, but nothing that would ever, God forbid, interfere with the fun. So with friends, there's very little that's driving a person to find out about himself. Once you're married, and if you've been putting this off the whole time that you're growing up, the whole time that you're single, you've been putting off the union of Das Atzmacher. Marriage has a way, in many, many cases, not all, in many cases, marriage has a way of forcing the two to try to come to terms with who they are. Unless it just continues, the union of friendship that they have with friends growing up, it continues in marriage. There are marriages that are like that also. But many times, there are misunderstandings. They're not reading each other. The book, Zesefer told us other. And they care for each other. And they want it to work. And the children are sleeping in their rooms. And out of frustration, out of frustration and with a broken heart, mature people can come to that point of admitting, I guess I don't really know you, and I guess I don't really know myself. And I'm willing, I'm willing to look into it. Not everybody is doing that. Not everybody is doing that. Not the percentage, of course, is much, much higher in general by women who are prepared to do that. Comparatively, men are much less willing to do that. I always am amazed and, and I'm filled with admiration for a gentleman that could say such a thing, that could actually admit, I guess I was wrong, I read you wrong, I'm not sure I understand myself, I know that I've hurt you and I'm hurting, I think we need some help. Those are very heroic, very, very heroic people. There are very few, comparatively, men who are prepared to do that, unless afraid of losing the kids, or there are threats made, and so on and so forth. Life getting messy. But to come to an understanding that almost every woman that I've ever met, almost every woman that I've ever met is ready in a second to do that. It's an opinion of improving oneself, and working on oneself. In that respect, comparatively, it comes much easier to learn. But you have many couples that will just continue on oblivious to the truth of what the book says, constantly making mistakes and hurting each other and hurting the children. And that has a way, as you all know, of going on to the next generation, even though these couples all think, no, 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 we've, we've protected the kids from any of this. 
the kids are going to be just fine. They're going to start their own homes. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be happy. We don't. Have, we, we we didn't infect them with any of our pain and any of our sadness. Those of you who have gone through that know very very well that it's not so pushed. These books that are found on the same shelf have a way of getting into each other, have a way of, have a way of infecting each other. The books that are on the same shelf of life influence each other. It's very hard to break that cycle. It can be done, but again, only by heroic people, by very great heroic people. Children that are raised and their energy has already been sapped. So many times those children grow up and they learn that the only thing that they could do while they're in the house, they automatically adjust themselves to a way of not reading, of trying not to read life. Because if they try to read it, it hurts too much. Because if they read life carefully, then, then they have to face the stark reality of an unhappy home, parents who are not happy. If parents who don't care for each other or parents who care for each other, they can't live with each other. And that's very painful for a child. So a lot of those kids try, while they're growing up, just to shut that book. And they get themselves busy a lot of times with other books. But they close the book of the Sefer Chaim. They close the Sefer Chaim. Sefer told us of them, even though they can become very good at reading other books, and even understanding other people, but they don't, they're afraid to take a look in what has become over the years some sort of a horror novel. And they're afraid to look in that book. And because of that, many of these children continue on in their marriages. It's very hard to break that in. It can be. And I, I, see that, well, I see that it happens a lot. But only the people who are willing to work on it and want to work on it. And at some point, with, with trembling hands, open up the book. They don't have to read, they don't have to go back over all the words and they don't have to read every single chapter. But there has to be a certain basic understanding. In order to have the kaychus to change that pattern and to break the cycle. I think everybody here understands this. How much more so when people are getting married? So until now you were just damaging yourself. Until now you were just oblivious to, to yourself. So then something happened in Ateris Avram or Chinka, the Sands, whatever that was, where, you know, if you had to settle for, for Ateris Chaya or something like that, something happened in one of those places. At some point in between the hors d'oeuvres, the smorgasbord and the main meal, something happened under the chuppah. A couple of rabbis said a few words, and there were a couple of them there, and then before you know it, you're not only ruining your own life, you're ruining somebody else's life. Just like that. Parents put down 30, 40,000 bucks, and there you begin to take on another project 
And you never ever, you never address the Indian of the self. Well, you know what you, 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 you had a good idea of what you needed, of what you wanted. That, from the time that we're children, we understand what we want, what we, what we would like to have. But who we are is a mystery. Now we're trying to bring two nefoshes. Now we're bringing two nefoshes together. If the person doesn't know himself, If you have two pieces, it's a, it's a puzzle. It's a big puzzle. We all help the children with these puzzles when they're growing up. So you have a puzzle. If you don't know what this piece looks like, and you don't know what that piece looks like, then you can't put them together. Is that complicated? If you're blindfolded, and you, you try to make a puzzle when you're blindfolded, so you can make a puzzle, you're going to put together pieces of a puzzle, you have your blindfold and you go over there. You don't know what the pieces look like. So how could you put them together? I had a conversation the other day with my wife. I said, yeah, I'm already, my beard's getting gray. And I, and I was thinking about something and I said to my wife, you know, there's a certain big chisarun that I feel that I have. And I was curious. I said, you ever noticed that about me? I was... I've been thinking about this chisar, and I was wondering if you ever noticed it. She looked at me, she put her glasses down. She said, you're kidding. I said, what, what, what do you mean? She said, you know, I've been trying to talk to you about that for 32 years. I said, yeah. Well, I don't remember. Are you telling me something about that? Because I, I said, you think it's a chisar, and it's, I got to do something about this. And... Um, and then, after that, in a very delicate way, in a sweet way, she began to explain to me this Indian and how I actioned this Indian to Yerusha in a very nice way. And, and how I continue to give it over as a Yerusha while I'm alive. And, and I was amazed. How she, how she has such an understanding of this. And I've been working and thinking about it for a couple of weeks now until I said it like that because I wanted her to help me with it. And then, and then I, I realized that, that she, of course, understands this and she's been thinking and trying to help me with it all along, but I haven't been open to it. And it just goes past me. I think that there are probably some people here in the room that could identify with that. No? I'm not, am I the only one that's like that? I don't know. I think that that's something that we, we all, uh, I mean, uh, especially if you grow up in, in a, in, if you grow up in a Hungarian home, then they never tell you what's wrong with you. Everything is great. 
you're the greatest person in the world. It's just making nice the whole time. Throwing kisses, that's all. It's not vibe. <clears throat> to come to terms with that and to think about it. But if you don't know the peace, of the, if you don't know that peace, you can't put it together with another peace. So if you don't know what your peace is, then you can't make peace with another peace. You can't connect it with another peace. And you see how people are trying to do that all the time. They have blindfolds on, and the two pieces of the puzzle. You ever do this when you're making a kid's puzzle? You lose a little bit of patience when the kids start to get more complicated than the puzzles. You know, it starts off like 12 pieces, that's all right. But then they start to have like, uh, you know, a palace and uh, pirates and all kinds of stuff. It gets like a thousand pieces. And, you know, I'm, uh, they sit with this now. So then you try to make pieces that don't fit together. You ever have that? Like, you know when you do it, like it's not really, but it's close enough. So then you bang on the table. <laughs> Just, you, you make it fit. Just make it fit. And the kid says, no, Daddy, I don't think that's it. I said, that's it. It's the sky. It's all blue. What's the chilek if it's this or that? She says, that's not it. It fits. But Daddy, there's a little air, there's a little white. That fits okay over there. And then you start pushing it. <laughs> but that's how we live. It doesn't fit. And then you just, it fits. And, the, and your wife says, yes, sweetheart, it fits. And your children say, yes, Daddy, yes, Mom, it fits. Right? Everything's okay? You're happy? One big happy family? Everything's great? Yes. Yes, your highness. Everything is fine. It doesn't fit. You just smashed it in. And it looks a little bit like it's close. It doesn't fit. So you can't connect the pieces if you don't know the pieces. It has to be very clear to a person. That if you're not a person who works on the nefesh, and if you're not a person who really recognizes the soul of who you are, it's not possible to build a Jewish home. Again, you could build a home, but the pieces are like pushed in. And it looks nice. I had uh, this past a couple of months, there were a few months ago, there was a student of mine. So she was telling me that they were being honored at some school thing. They don't live over here, some other neighbor. They were being honored as, as parents of the year. And she told me it was making her sick. She didn't want to agree to it. But there was a lot of pressure from the school, and they wanted to help the school. But she feels so phony and embarrassed by it. And I tried to tell her, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. It's just the school needs to make money, and it's okay. You can continue to go on and be horrible parents. You don't have to, you don't have to do anything. Just parents of the year. What does it mean, parents? She's a very, very sincere girl. She says, parents of the year, and then she started to cry about how it's not going well with the husband and how it's not going well with the kids. I said, oh, it's... So I tried to tell her that it turns out that it's a very big bracha that, they, that they're honoring you because now you could talk about something. So you want to talk tachlis? We can talk tachlis. And you can get some help if there are any that need to be worked on. Okay, and if, it, if that's what brought to it. So then that was also from Shemaim. 
not because there's any meaning to that to honor in, in school, but that you should honor your husband, that your husband should honor you, that's important, that your kids should feel that, that's important. So you never know what's going to bring this out. Every Shabbos, I was for, for a long time on the phone, back and forth with the husband and wife, that the wife just finally, she said, she's leaving. Two kids, she said she's leaving. So I'm trying to get things back. So she said she's leaving. And now, the, and now the guy, of course, does this. I'll do this. I'll go here. I'll do this. I promise. I'll, and I'm going to go here. Uh, this, I'll, now I'll go to the. They're supposed to be there. The guy never shows up. Never shows up at the therapist. Never shows up. Never did. Every single time. And then, so now, for the first time, she says, "I had it." I mean, she said like that in the past. You know, when they had a fight, she would say, "I can't take it anymore." But now, she she's like doing stuff to, to leave, to finish. And, uh, and uh, his children, my children, my kindle, my kindle, he can't take my children, she's not going to take them. And I'll go, I'll do whatever I have to, I love her, I, I'm going to do whatever I have to, I'll go to the therapist. And she's saying, of course I try to get this over. And, and she's saying, ah, I didn't drink up. Every single time for 10 years he tells me this and tells me that. So last but tells me this and tells me that. The years going, he's not, it doesn't show up. And then after we do, it doesn't do it. I, I, I had, I can't take it anymore. So now he wants now he wants to find out what the pieces are. Oh, that's what he says. She she says it's not true. So I'm trying to say maybe it is true. No, it's not true. He doesn't really want to know. He just doesn't want to lose the children, and he wants to continue to make my life miserable. I can't take it anymore. I, I got to get out of here. It's it's very very sad. They're both wonderful people, Dennis. Very very good people. Pieces. It's not going. I believe that it could. I believe that really uh, most people could, could, could work things out. But you have to, Be'emes, honestly agree to open your heart up, to open your soul, to be able to look at the peace inside of yourself that's not so healthy, that's not so pretty. And a lot of people don't want to do that. And then all of a sudden, when the person says, that's it, and the bags are packed, and they're leaving, they start to scream, wait, 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 wait. And it's too late. Too much pain was, been, was, was afflict, inflicted on the person over the years. And they don't believe in you anymore. They've lost their belief in you. This has to be very clear. Again. You can't, it's not possible to build a Jewish home. Again, you could build a home. But it's not the, the Jewish home. It's not like all the drushes of that. It doesn't go into any of those forms. Because what is a Jewish home? A Jewish home is two souls that are growing. And watching them grow, watching each other, watching themselves and each other, and tending to the growth, tending to the garden. Their nafshay ainu b'tahalich shel tzmicha. 
But if your soul is not in the tahalich, is not part of that, is not planted and growing, if you're not in that mahalach, then you took a seed that is, unfortunately, that is rotten. A rotten seed that's planted in the same pot, in the same, whatever, is that called a pot? I don't know what you call that, where you put plants there. It's put into the same pot with a healthy seed. That happens a lot. In this particular situation I'm talking about, one is clearly is much healthier than the other. And it was planted, they were planted together. How that happened, why that happened, it's not the question. The question is whether or not it's possible to still make this plant grow, to work. But sometimes you have two seeds that are, that are sick, that are rotten, that are thrown together. Either way, they can't grow together. They can't grow together. Sometimes they could grow apart, meaning they could live in the same thing, in the same path, in the same flower thing or house. They could live in the same garden. They just get busy. He gets busy with his life and she gets busy with her life. They try not to get in each other's hair. They try not to get to him. There are many, many marriages like that. Especially in the old days where people didn't have great expectations of marriage. They, didn't, they weren't looking for anything deep. So it turns out that there's a Michigan or so. You know, he stays in shul, learns a little bit, has friends. And uh, there are people that live like that. That's not a Jewish home. That's not a Jewish home. Two people that are growing apart. Not even growing up. They're just growing apart. That's not a Jewish home. Rak Odom Ha'oyvedem Only a person who's constantly working himself. Only such a person can build a Jewish home with his wife, with her husband. That is the theme song of a Jewish marriage. That's the Tachlis. In those words, La'acheid nefesh tzaymachas in nefesh saymachas. To join together one soul that is growing with another soul that is growing. You can say tzamechas or tzamechas, whichever makes you feel better. V'yachtav yiyu li'ilan echad. And that these two are growing together to form a magnificent tree. The fruit that grow from that tree are very, very delicious. The fruit that grow from such a tree are very delicious. The same way that a person has to understand himself, his own soul. 
So he has to recognize and understand the soul of the other one. A failure to recognize, a failure to understand the person you're married to, will, will absolutely bring to a failure when it comes to trying to build a Jewish home. The Tam Hadova Baru, and the reason is clear. Next page. In order to unify these two souls, like the pieces of the puzzle. Anytime you want to join together two, you have to see how are they similar, where does it fit, and where doesn't it fit. What are the similarities and what are the differences? And then you could bring to a chibur, a connection, of that which they share in common, and by understanding the differences, and by understanding and coming to terms and accepting that there are differences. And to stop trying to smash them together. Because there are certain things that are different. If a girl's married to a guy that's not the poetic, romantic type, and she tries to do him over in that way, and she's making herself crazy and brokenhearted, and she's trying to break him into that mold. And as much as she smashes him over the head, and he's a nice fellow, he's trying. Then she has kindness. It's not natural. Natural? I just went through the ten makis. What should I, what, what's natural by it? I, I never was like that when we were going out. You're trying to mold me into something and you're not accepting that there are differences and that I love you and I'm a good person. But I'm different from you in certain ways. And those differences stop trying to smish me to make it fit into, into your world. We could still be good to each other. We could still love each other. Even though that part of life is different. When a person comes to terms with that, with the differences, not the similarities you capitalize on, and the differences you accept and you come to terms with. So then you can be happy. And not just happy, but then there could be a chibur between two people. But many, many times, each one insists on certain things. When it comes to slight adjustments and things uh, that are lamaisa, of course, anybody can make changes. Any decent person is willing to make changes for another person. But when you're talking about the mahus of the person, the mamish the mahus of the person, that difference between somebody who's more of the practical type and somebody who's more of the dreamy type, that's a difference in mahus. You have to realize that. I've talked quite a lot about this. In the Shemani Kabbalah, in the first 
chelik a lot, a lot, in all of his form. The differences between these differences between people, and I very very often I see this. That that the she's the dreamy type. He's like the steak, of, you know, meat and potatoes type. Wonderful people, and she's smashing him over the head to be like her, and she's not happy. And then when he tries, she has tightness, but it's not natural. This is very common. And he says, of course it's not natural, because that's not how I am. So you would like me to, you'd like me to wax Shakespearean tonight. You know, I grew up with Archie and Superman. You got the, you got the, you know, you got the wrong guy. You know, it's just not the right guy. So then either she says, Gewalt, Gewalt, am I the wrong guy? Oy. I didn't know that when we were going out. You know, you sounded like you had potential. So, uh, I didn't try to sell anything like this. I thought I was pretty natural. It's a bitter, it's a bitter discovery. It's a bitter revelation that people make in life. It's a and tabish. It doesn't go. So it's a matter of understanding how we're similar and how we're different. And then there could be a chibur. Mikoyach ehishtavus. The chibur can be mikoyach ehishtavus from that which we have in common, that we share. And also, mikoyach hashoni. The differences. Accepting. The working out. Hain Aydes is Shayiz Gamshu Ishli Krasra Ayu, Vain Shayumit Ishmeyu. People can mold can can uh, join together one with the other, and they can learn one from the other. The ideal, going back to this relationship with a dreamy girl and the practical guy, it would be wonderful if each one would learn from each other instead of trying to make one become the other. In other words, the practical guy can learn that a little bit to be not so practical. To learn a little bit, a little bit, a little bit of poetry. A little bit that way. And that she could learn from him a little bit to adjust to certain things in reality. And then you build a Jewish home of two people who are growing with each other and from each other. Instead of trying to crack the other one over the head to become you. You can grow together from these differences. To learn one from the other, to appreciate, to accept the differences, and to appreciate. And any tiny little sign of that is exciting, is wonderful. You don't have to have a clone of yourself. Zayis fa'ay kolzman shodim ena meivin is nafshay shodden abazugai, hugam la meivin es fasoyvel l'shayna. When you don't understand the soul of your spouse, you also don't understand his or her language. Language is a very, very remarkable thing. You don't understand the language of the person. I mean, you both speak English, you both speak Hebrew, whatever it is, but you don't understand. This, this constantly is happening. That's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. This, it's like being in Bava. After, after Hashem confused everybody. They don't understand each other. 
You don't know what the other one needs. The other one tells you, how could you not understand that? How come you didn't realize how important that was to me? How come you didn't know that I needed this or I expected that? How could you not understand that? And the other one says, ah, I don't, I'm sorry. Or he gets angry. Well, you, you don't understand me. You think of it. But either way, it's bad. It's God forbid, like two people who are deaf mutes who are trying to communicate with each other. It's Rachmanis. It simply cannot. It simply cannot succeed in such a way. It cannot work in such a way. Rabbi, so we'll continue with Shem next month's Shabbos. Good luck.